Hey y'all, welcome back to the Power and Lifting Podcast. I'm your host, Solana Lewis. And today, guys, I'm excited. I'm excited because we're talking about how to track your macros. <laughs> but also, it's the new year. It's the new year. I haven't done a solo podcast in a while. I'm back. Took a week break. It was awesome. And I know a lot of people are doing some New Year's resolutions. I know a lot of people are crapping on the idea of New Year's resolutions. Yes, crapping on it, just, you know, like, saying it's stupid to have them. I don't know. I personally made one resolution. Besides that, I just set goals because goals are important to set. And I know that a lot of goals that people set this year are about nutrition. Whether you're powerlifting or not, just strength training, doing nothing, um, understanding how to track macros is going to be very helpful for a lot of people. And there are a lot of people who actually um, are kind of like against tracking macros because they gave it a bad reputation. I definitely made a podcast about this a long time ago where I talked about this. But at the end of the day, tracking macros is a tool. And if you use this tool, it will really help you with whatever your goal is. It can be to maintain. It can be to feel yourself better for training. It can be to lose weight. It can be to gain weight. It can be to gain muscle. It can be to lose just body fat. But the cool thing about tracking macros is when you track your macros and you know exactly where your food is coming from, you can actually ensure that if you're losing weight, you're losing mostly body fat. And if you're getting, trying to gain weight, you'll have a higher chance of gaining muscle and um, not just putting on overall weight. So let's dive into and break down how to track your macros. Now, first of all, what are macros? Macronutrients are carbohydrates, protein, and fats, okay? So that's what macronutrients are. They're like the only three things you can be eating <laughs> besides micronutrients, but they also, micronutrients are also going to be in the carb, fat, or protein category. So Number one thing to do if you're going to track your macros because you want to actually understand where all of your calories are coming from and you don't just have a calorie goal, but you have a more specific goal, you want to use an app for tracking. And that app can be any food tracking app there is. Um, it can be MyFitnessPal. It can be First Form app. It can be the Macro Factor app. That's an app that I just started using. No, this is not an ad. but <laughs> I did just start using it, and there are a good amount of powerlifters who actually promote this app, where you can actually get, like, free two-week trials from them, and I just started using this particular app this week, and it's very easy to use, very user-friendly. I really love it, so you do need a good app. I will also mention the MyFitnessPal. Um, they made a change. They made some sort of change. I can't, I can't remember off the top of my head, but basically, it made the free version of MyFitnessPal less appealing. And, um, oh, I think they removed the barcode scanner or something from it or something like that. But either way, on top of my, my fitness pal being, um, not as great for tracking because anyone can add foods in there that are going into the database for everyone to see. So it can, e it can easily lead to a lot of things in that are tracked incorrectly. Along with that is now, um, you have to get the paid version for it to be in a decent version. So, all that being said, just letting you know I love Microfactor app. And along with using an app, you need to use a food scale. So using a food scale is very important. If you're eyeballing all your food, I promise you you're either under or overeating. 
when it comes to certain meals. Now, if you've already been using a food scale for a long time, you can eventually stop using it and still be able to eyeball things pretty accurately. But especially if you have never, ever, ever used the food scale, track your food and weigh it, please use the food scale, okay? That is the best way to be accurate with foods. You're going to learn about portion size. You're going to learn what a serving size truly is. Uh, example, if you get like animal crackers and you look at it and it's like, oh, about 10 crackers, but it's really 45 grams. If you measure to the gram, you might see that it's really eight or seven crackers. There are plenty of serving sizes or serving labels that are incorrect. And um, labels actually are allowed to be incorrect by up to 10%, I believe. So it can literally be like, oh, this bar is 100 grams and it's 200 calories, but really the bar is 220 calories and it's actually like 110 grams. Like that's completely allowed, just so you know. So speaking of measuring food in grams, you do want to use the unit grams for most of your measurements because the most accurate one, because it's the smallest unit of measure when you're using a food scale, okay? Now, I do make an exception when it comes to meats. I will measure it in ounces because that is easier for me. And also, it's still accurate. But when it comes to really anything else, I use grams. And on along with um, using ounces to track meat, um, I do want to say that if you are tracking proteins that are um, that you have to cook, tracking all of your food cooked is probably easiest. That is more of an opinion, but I will say that, like, most of the time, you're going to be, you you may forget to track it raw before you cook it, or you may have a food already cooked and track it cooked, so it's just easier if you track it cooked, because if you track it raw, um, there's an easier chance that you will accidentally forget to track it beforehand, like, oh, no, and also, when foods are raw, just so y'all know, so example, let's talk, let's say we're talking about beef, right, um, when it's raw, it's going to that's probably going to weigh more because then you cook the water out of it and then it weighs less. So you want to go into the app and make sure that whatever you're tracking it, the app is accurately tracking it as a raw or a cooked food. Um, and when it comes to something like rice, right? Like if you have 30 grams of raw rice, that can easily, because now you add water to rice, right, to cook it, that can easily turn into like 100 grams when it's cooked so it makes a massive difference and that's a mistake i've seen people make i've seen people literally um tell me like not my not my athletes or clients but like just people in general who know that i know how to track like oh my gosh like, i'm not losing weight and they're tracking and i look at some stuff i'm like really like, you're having 25 grams of rice huh and you're, and you're getting weight and then when they realize they're tracking it <laughs> completely wrong they were tracking it as if it like as if it was raw tracking it raw um but then really they cook it and they they're eating way more than that you know they're like oh okay you can't track it as 25 grams of cooked rice because that's not the same thing as 25 grams of raw rice so that's a really big deal make sure you're tracking your food cooked in my opinion that's the best way to go about it all right so so far right use an app use a food scale measuring grams weighted food cooked number five track all of the food you eat including small bites that you randomly take that are not an actual part of the meals you planned including tracking liquids and including tracking any additives to beverages because these are the places where people will mess up people will forget that they put cream in their coffee and they'll just track it as black coffee guess what black coffee is like between one and five calories you add cream now it can be 35 to 75 calories that's a big difference okay um adding sugars if it's not a a um 
a sugar alternative is going to have calories. You have to track that. Um, and then liquids in general. I've known people. I've quite literally, y'all won't think I'm joking. I've quite literally met people who will not track alcohol. Like, <laughs> like they'll track their food, but not alcohol. I'm like, but there's calories in it, y'all. There's, you know there's calories in it. Don't have to think you don't know that, okay? So you have to track all of it. If you take a bite of your friend's lasagna, you better eyeball and guess. You better guess what you ate and put it in the quick ad section of the app. <laughs> Make some sort of educated guess because that's calories and it counts. And if you add that up, it can easily be an extra 10% of calories you ate that day. And 10%, like guys, when I start out a new athlete or a new client with a deficit, I start out subtracting 10% from what their maintenance calories should be. So if you're accidentally eating 10% more, you are literally eating at maintenance now. You're literally eating at maintenance if you're trying to lose weight. So that will be the difference between you losing weight and not. It's a big deal. So number six, speaking of alcohol, learn how to track alcohol. Alcohol is not a macronutrient. Alcohol is not a carb, nor is it a fat, nor is it a protein, okay? It's like the only thing that you can't um, technically call a carb, fat, or protein, like literally the only thing on the earth. But but you can still track it. So example, y'all, if you have a beer and the beer's 100 calories, you're going to have to track that as a fat or, or a protein. I mean, I'm sorry, as a fat or a carbohydrate. And you're doing that because it's just a way to track it into your app. It's not really a fat or carb, but it doesn't matter as long as you track it as one of those and you make sure like, okay, if I'm supposed to have, you know, 70 grams of fats a day, I'm going to track it as a fat that counts towards your fats. So if you don't know how to track alcohol, let me tell you, break it down for you real, real quick. Basically, every four oh every gram of carbs has four calories and every gram of fat has nine calories so if you're having a hundred calorie beer and you want to track it as a fat you just go a hundred divided by not a hundred divided by nine and that will lead you to 9.1 so you can round down to nine boom nine grams of fat equals your hundred calorie beer if you want to track it as a carbohydrate a hundred divided by uh divided by four is going to equal 25 boom you're going to track it as 25 grams of carbs call a day and um yeah that's that <laughs> so it's very very easy but people don't know this people literally track it into their their app with the barcode scanner the problem with that is it will not show up as a macronutrient it'll only show up as calories so if you're paying attention to just your macros and you track your alcohol as it is with the, or the barcode scanner it's not going to show up in the macro section just the calorie section and you will be misled and you will think you have more calories than you have so please when you're tracking it, literally go into whatever app you're using and track it directly as a carb or a fat. Like you can literally type in carbohydrates in the search section. And it'll say, oh, carbohydrate. And you just put in 25. You had 25 servings of one carbohydrate. That's how you have to track that or else it'll be wrong. Okay. Trust me. Number seven. Um, you want to cook most of your food at home, okay? I don't care who you are. I Now, guys, I'm telling you, and I work with a lot of people, and I'm a nutrition coach along with being a prolifting coach, okay? I work with a lot of people, and I have people who are everything from a full-time, like, personal trainer. Um, I know people who, I work with people who work from home. I work with people who are literally full-time moms. I work with people who are actual doctors, like they're full-time dentists, example, or another profession that is like you're busy, you're not in the house today. Like I have everything on the spectrum of I'm at home all day to I'm barely ever home and I'm overwhelmed. But no matter who you are, you can 
cook food at home and bring it to work. Everyone, literally everyone, even nurses too. Yes, nurses too. I train nurses. Okay. And it may be difficult to do. And you may not be a master chef, but if you know me, you know I hate cooking. And so I utilize my slow cooker. Guys, I literally meal prep. This week, I meal prepped in like 10 minutes for the entire, well, like four days, not for the whole week. I can't eat food for like seven days in a row, but for like half the week, I meal prepped in 10 minutes. Solana, how'd you do that? I put chicken in the slow cooker with seasoning. I put, um, I cook beef really quickly on the pan, like in a pan. I made, I put rice in the rice cooker. I heated up potatoes and I use canned or frozen vegetables when I'm being lazy so I don't have to cook them. Yes. And then I put in the slow cooker the chicken, set it and forget it. I cook the beef. The rice cooks by itself. All I got to do is put it in a container once it's done. Boom. Meal prep for the whole week, 10 minutes. Except breakfast. Breakfast, overnight oats. Boom. You meal prep that also within 10 minutes. You can meal prep for your entire week in 10 minutes. I know it's crazy, right? You just have to utilize things that don't require you standing and cooking for a long period of time. That's why I love my air fryer. I love my slow cooker. I love my rice maker. Um, I love my oven. You can put it in the oven and just set a timer. Make sure your homes so don't burn the house down. But that's it. It's super easy. And you can bring your food to work. So you're going to want to do that because it becomes difficult to track your food outside of eating from home accurately. And also when you have foods that are more simple, such as pairing a plain carbohydrate with a simple protein and a vegetable, that's very easy to track. Example, if I have chicken breast, potato, white potato, and broccoli, and I track that, I can track each individually and call it a day. Easy to track. If I go out to eat all the time, and I'm like, yeah, let me go eat this, like, I don't know, this poke bowl. It just gets hard to track. Now, of course, there will be times where you go out to eat. And in those times, you're going to need to make sure that you are tracking in advance, that you are tracking your food, um, like whatever you're going to go out to eat. You want to make sure that you like have an idea of what you're going to eat prior to getting there and maybe even track it before you get to the restaurant. So you're not like you can, you're making your food fit into your day and you're not like hoping to God after you eat that you didn't blow your macros out the water. Right. So that's my big advice. Like that's like probably one of the most important tips of this podcast episode. Track your food. In advance, in general, but also if you're going to eat, pick it out in advance, look at the menu, see if the menu's online. The menu may even have the calories online. Put it in your app in advance before you get there, before, hopefully before the day you even start, maybe the night before, so you can plan your whole day of eating around it and not blow out your macros. But in general, cooking food from home equals you don't have to guess. You don't have to guesstimate. When you go out to eat, they use more fats. So you have to add more fats to it. Like if it's chicken breast, guess what? That chicken breast cooked in a lot of oil. That's not chicken breast, okay? Like my chicken breast in the slow cooker was added. Nothing was added to it at all. The chicken breast at a Mexican restaurant probably has an additional 15 grams of fat. So now you got to add that in. You have to guess it. You have to hope. You know, it just becomes more complicated, okay? So along with that... So that's actually mostly everything. Uh, I'm going to go over everything I said, like just every bullet point, and then talk about one more thing, which is tracking progress and answering questions that y'all asked me in my Q&A on my Instagram uh, story. So number one was use an app to track. Number two was use a food scale. Number three was measure your food in grams. Or if it's protein, you can measure it in ounces if it's a like a meat. Number four, Four, um, weigh your food cooked. 
Number five, track everything, including small bites, liquids, and beverages, and additives to beverages. Number six, cook most of your food from home. Um, I kind of talked about all this together, but I'll say number seven is plan in advance when you're going to eat out. And number eight, learn to track your alcohol. And I'll say number nine is make sure that you track your food in advance to make it easier for you to not figure out what you're eating throughout the day or eat it and then track it later so you can be over or under on macros. If you track it the night before at the latest, you'll make sure that you don't do that. And that is something that is going to be a game changer. And I can honestly say that with all the athletes I work with, I've had some people literally um, have a very hard time with tracking their food in advance, and it's taken them a much longer time to reach their goal. Whereas I've also had people who get on top of tracking their food in advance and it's a game changer because they see results much, much faster. So just know it's totally possible, especially when you're meal prepping. It's much easier to track food in advance because you cooked it already yourself. So you know what the food is. You can track it for literally two, three days in a row and then not have to worry about tracking it at all until the two days are up. So there is that. Now, my last few tidbits is... When you are tracking your macros, that means you have a goal in mind. And I'll even be transparent here. I'm tracking my macros again for the first time in six months. Um, before that, I was tracking for four years straight, maybe even longer, honestly, but at least four years straight. And I can honestly say that right now, my goal is just maintenance. And I've been in maintenance for over, I think, a year. I think a little bit over a year. Um, and I'm tracking, but still aiming for maintenance. You don't have to have a body loss or a gain weight goal, okay? But one thing I will say is, um, whatever your goal is, track your weights, track body measurements, and track progress pictures because you may have the scale stay the same, but your body changes. You may literally be eating that maintenance and see physical body changes. So don't just track the weight, track measurements. Examples, I like to have my athletes measure their hips to weight ratio, also measure around the bust or, or chest, measure bicep, like around the whole circumference, the biggest part of your arm, and measure your thighs. Those are areas that I have my clients measure because those are where you typically see the most changes. You can measure more than that if you want to. Like you can measure like your calves and your forearms if you want to. But for me, I mean, personally for me, those areas probably ain't growing that much. So I don't really track them. But this is just another example of you can be losing or gaining inches and uh, your weight stays about the same. And also progress photos because you can see yourself, girl or guy Whoever you are, you're going to want to track with progress photos because I promise you, you'll regret it if you don't. Every athlete I've ever had regrets it if they don't use the progress photo section of um, my check-in sheet for nutrition. So that's a big deal, okay? Now, lastly, I'm going to go over, I got like a, like literally two quick questions that I was asked by people. Um, I, my Q&A was not actually about this episode. My Q&A was what do y'all want me to make an episode on? And for the people who have stuff nutrition related that were similar to this particular episode topic that I was asked, one, can you maintain muscle while cutting? Absolutely. And that's why tracking macros is so important. If you keep your protein high enough, then um, you can make sure, especially if you keep your protein high enough, plus you're walking, getting in a good amount of steps, you're training, 
those that combination of three boom you're gonna mostly lose body fat if you're in a deficit in a caloric deficit okay so yes you can absolutely maintain muscle it's possible still you can lose some of it it's totally possible and that may happen but you should be able to really minimize how much you lose if you do those three things and lastly gaining can you gain strength while cutting yes you absolutely can you can gain strength while you're cutting now that's the cool thing right you don't actually have to have your muscles grow a ton to be getting strength. Now, I'm not saying you don't want to put on more muscle because muscle mass will also lead to an increase in strength. But what I am saying is, and you'll see in powerlifting, there are plenty of people who are getting stronger and stronger and stronger, staying in the same weight class. You don't have to gain weight to get stronger. Now, that depends on who you are, right? There's going to be certain scenarios. Oh, I've been in this weight class for 10 years and I'm not getting much stronger. All right, 10 years is a long time. You put on a lot of muscle. Yes, did you get really lean? Yeah, okay, did your body fat low? Yeah, okay, maybe you should go up weight class, right? There's always going to be that person or an example. But for the most part, guys, you don't need to gain weight to gain weight to get stronger. So, and you can, and I have clients who have been cutting and getting stronger. So that's the cool thing about macros. You keep your muscle, you lose body fat. Guess what? You can still get stronger. So that's everything. I'm excited. This is the first podcast of 2023, y'all. Woo, that felt good to do. Can't wait to have y'all back on the next episode. Please do leave a five-star review and a rating on Apple Podcasts. If you use Spotify, you can use a you can leave a rating, not a review, but a rating on Spotify. It helps me so so much. I did indeed reach my goal. I want to over 20 podcast reviews before 2022. I think I'm at 25. Thank you so much, you guys. That means the world to me. And please do leave it. It's free, takes two minutes. Love you, appreciate you, and catch you next time on the Power and Lifting Podcast.